Welcome to the Fridge Fairy Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Simmons, and I'm joined by co-host Jazz. Jazz, how we doing today? We're doing good, mate. Thanks for having me. Now, the first theory I want to get into is cancel culture. Now, where did it start? How did that happen? Some people say it was because of Trump. Other people said it was because of, you know, BLM. You know, what's your take on it? Because my take is social media kind of started the monster that was cancel culture. Look, we always had cancel culture. Social media definitely has, you know, made it more easier to spread. But the thing is, no matter what you do, that's always going to be the case. You're always going to have people that support cancel culture. Well, no, it's not really supporting cancel culture. But what the point I was trying to get at is, right, like back in the day before, you know, getting turned off tv right ratings had to go down or there had to be a number of complaints but nine out of ten people didn't really like phone in and like you know call on the network like you know what johnny you're not watching that tv show anymore so like people just talked you know with their pocket then but now on the internet it's like well i can write this sucks or i can write this offends me you know the other day right i'm probably part of the problem as well but there was like a horror movie ad and like it had blood and gore and i'm like you know i'm reporting that (laughs) so like I'm not really against cancel culture myself, but the main issue I have is, you know, what's the line of it, you know, is it when, you know, something, a product gets so kind of bland, is that where the line is crossed? Because sometimes comedians, they have to get to like a bland... Which is my point exactly, like, you know, you have comedians, you know, where do you draw the line? I mean, if you have, like... If you, if you go back to the show, yeah, NBA on TNT, we watched that a lot when yeah, Charles yeah. Barkley goes about and he says but right about, you know, anything that comes to his mind. He's pretty much a heart-to-mouth kind of guy. Yeah. Um, you know, if he said certain things about big old women in San Antonio, oh, I mean... Victoria's definitely secret. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those sort of things. They, they could, you know, trigger these uh, cancel culture in, in probably in San, San Antonio and its people. Uh, but the thing is, if co- comedians go ahead and they, they make fun of it, then it's uh, supposedly fine, I guess. So that's the thing. I think with cancel culture, it's just a... People like to also see what's the in thing and they just like hop on the bandwagon, sort of, in my opinion. I really feel like a lot of people don't genuinely support something. They'll just start following the herd, sort of. Well, hold on. Here's the other thing about cancel culture, right? You know how some people work a job for too long and then, like, you see them work that job? Like, a lot of talk shows, right? Like, when I've watched them in the past, like, six years, all it's been is about, like, Donald Trump. It's just crapping on Trump. It's like, really? You got nothing else to talk about? And as soon as Trump leaves, those ratings go down like that. I can't click for the life of me. But, um, <laughs> but no, the ratings went down because they literally had nothing else to talk, talk about and joke about, right? But... You know, the cancelled people, they always go after someone that has fame, though, because, like, I really feel like some people are envious, right? So, well, how come he's in this job for 20 years, though? You know what I mean? It's not because he's talented at the job. It's because, like, some people in their minds, like, well, we're ready to dirt on these people. So, there was a comedian called Jimmy Kimmel, right? And basically, his ratings kind of plummeted because, like, um, he did something in the 90s where he put on blackface, basically, right? Mm. So, people found that image. It's like, yep, there you go. That's the comedian you find funny. And then, like, you have to, like, you know, apologize for it. Then he had to, like, you know, say BLM. And then he's at the, you know... He basically is, you know... There's no cutthroat with this guy anymore. It's very... 
there's a view on his show and it's you know it's in one direction and i feel like that's the problem with cancel culture as well you only get to hear one voice you don't get to hear multiple voices you know even on social media they're trying to like cut out certain people you can sit here and uh here and um say yeah i mean it's fair like you know i mean sorry it's not fair it's not fair uh, because on social media, what we see these days are a lot of trolls. Okay, yeah. let's just put it out there. A lot of trolls. It's easy. You know, for you to be a key- keyboard warrior, it's f- it's fucking easy. Okay, yeah. you can literally go on anybody's YouTube, anybody's um, you know social media page, even create a burner account. No one will, will even know who you are, and you just go on there and put hate comments, put whatever you want. You can even support some of these cancel cultural groups even though you don't associate yourself with them Mm. you'll only do that you'll only do that because you're following the hurt you'll only do that because it's part of a like you say cancel culture culture is meant to be something that's become a sort of a what is what is culture basically it's just a tradition it's like a it's a norm tradition yeah Yeah. i didn't think about culture that way so that's what i think these guys that's what they do is they want to be part of that that same sort of um clique you yeah, know. because they're not part of something else in their own life. Yeah, and so, these are the these are the trolls. I, I reckon pretty much on social media these days. Why it's become so much is because people can troll on social media without actually having to be there in person. Now, did you mention BLM before, right? Um, yeah, I did mention BLM, but I just brought it up though because, like, a little bit. I just brought it up a little bit because, like, you know, they're also trying to cancel people as well. Like, you know, I saw. Because, like, obviously they're voting for Democrat, right? Because that's who they want in power. <laughs> like, any Republican that opposes that idea, though, it's like, no, nah, can't say that on social media. Which is, you know, I'm like, whoa. Like, you know, they're not even saying any... Like, these Republicans, probably some of them have said racist stuff before, let's face it, right? Because, you know, some conservatives, they go to private schools, they have it pretty easy. But, like, you know, there's also conservatives of colour as well, right? So it's like, well... yeah. I think we're talking here. I think here we're talking cancel culture on a more political level, like sort of um, at a basically people who can exercise this cancel behavior at an easier level. Yeah, yeah. Where we're talking about trolls and a, like larger groups and people just forming groups to 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 go against like Barkley and comedians and stuff. That's different as compared to this. I'll say because the same thing happened in in India as well. Yeah. What and, in India? Well, in the the situation there is a lot of people were criticizing the government recently oh, yeah, of definitely. how it you know handled the COVID situation. Yeah. So what happened is the government, the central government, cracked down on Twitter's headquarters in India and said to ban these accounts. Or to flag these hate, hate speech, hate messages on Twitter, that people are, you know, incorrectly accusing mm. the government, and that's the thing is because no matter how right righteous it is, yeah. whether it's BLM or people, you know, going against a corrupt government in any country, yeah, you can't. I don't think that's well. That isn't really. That, I won't term that as cancelled culture. I'll just term that's that as... That's more like way too much political power. Political bullying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but cancelled culture, you know, like for me, what it really does is like, you know, people on social media can have, like have an agreeance like, you know, what should be on TV or what should be on Netflix or what should be 
seen, you know, on YouTube, you know, because pranks used to really be big on YouTube, right? You never see prank videos. Why? Because a lot of mums got upset their kids were doing these pranks, which they probably <laughs> shouldn't be. But like that's, you know, social media gave these mums the ability to do that, right? And basically get rid of pranks on YouTube, because I never see pranks on YouTube anymore. Remember, pranks used to be a big thing, you know? Yeah. And some of them used to be way too extreme, though. Like, you know, drinking milk and, like, throwing it, like, in a supermarket aisle. I mean, ugh. should your kid really be doing that as well? Like, you... Okay, so if you talk about cancel culture in that aspect, yes. I think... I think there is a need for it to a certain degree. Yes. Absolutely, because... Where you have social media these days, yeah, pranks and messages like these, they're funny, don't get me wrong, but they can spread to the wrong group of people. Oh, yeah, they already have. <laughs> and it can... If you remember, I don't know, Vines was a really big thing back five, yep. six years ago. Yep. There was this guy that would... Uh, they would dress up as the Middle Eastern people and they would drop a huge bag. It was a major prank. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. They'll drop a huge bag, it'll be like, boom, and they'll, they'll start running. Yeah. And that kind of thing. You know, that... that Now, culturally, that's stereotyping. Yeah. Yeah. And But it's, it's funny, no doubt. Everyone enjoys it, yeah? And yeah. that's what you... There was a lot of comments on those kind of vines and people were like, just saying, hey, it's a joke, mate. You know, get over it. That kind of thing. Yeah. But I think there can get a... There, there can come a certain time where it can get too far. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So I think cancel culture, to a certain extent, is okay in terms of preventing certain things like pranks and jokes from going too far. Mm. Like, I personally feel that Dwight Howard gay joke, the, the people are taking it too far. There should be a cancel culture uh, to stop that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's uncalled for. It's unnecessary. At the beginning, it was fine. You know, Kelly Oubre and Dwight Howard and the, that kind of thing. Yeah. It was... It was a bit funny, yeah. but I thought it would literally die down after after a while, but it didn't. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I think cancel cu- culture should really... We need it. We need it. In certain areas, we need it, but in other areas like political and, you know, all these... We can't really have big, powerful people, yeah. you know, directing things that really matter at a humanitarian level. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, just just say that we don't want this anymore. I think that's just wrong. Well, what about certain actors, though, right? Because I remember Kevin Hart was going to host the officers one year, and he couldn't because someone brought up a tweet saying, I mean, this tweet basically said, oh, you know, if my son ever plays with, like, a Barbie doll, right, you know, I'm going to chuck out the Barbie dolls. Basically saying, I don't want my son to be gay, right, or homosexual. And Kevin Hart couldn't host the Oscars from a tweet that was five years or seven years old prior to him hosting the Oscars, right? Now, that's another way that, you know, cancel culture practically did, you know, cross the line a little bit for me because it's like, well, it's kind of five years or seven years old. I mean, can't people get over it, you know? And that's what people are implying. Yeah. You see, he didn't directly say anything. If you refer to what Donald Trump said, you know, a few years before his presidency run, where if we are allowed to say it, he, there was a very famous line where he was, uh, where he would say, grab him by the pussy. <laughs> so that, yeah. I mean, that was pretty direct. Yeah, that was pretty direct. So to make claims on that and to say, okay, you know, he is sexist or misogynist based on that, I would say it's fair. 
if he's made is publicly made comments like these which which are not good from a from a powerful person yeah yeah but kevin hart said something which a he's a comedian mm. b i think it's you know he didn't directly say anything he just didn't want his son playing with barbie dolls and i think that's his choice you know as a parent he can just say that he doesn't want to i mean look now that people will be going against this and saying, you know, a kid should decide whatever he wants to play with. And say, yeah, but, but sometimes the cancel people go too far and they're like, oh, the kid should decide what gender they are. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, what? <laughs> like, if my kid, if I have a kid one, they're like, oh, but I want to change my gender like now at 10 years old. I'm like, well, wait till you earn enough money and you can do it yourself. <laughs> like, Fair. And I won't even wait. No, I won't even wait till then. What I would think is the first 10, 12, till the teens, till puberty hits you, Yeah, you're doing, I think the right way to do this is what we tell you is right and what we feel is right. Yeah. You know? And later on when puberty hits, we can have a talk as parents. Yeah. We can have that talk. We can see if we decide to notice there's certain kind of, because when puberty hits, it's, highly notice that you know kids they start behaving differently and if you see a change pattern in your kid you might want to have that conversation hey you mm. know do you want to talk about something mm. and it could be anything you know we keep it all on the table and say be it sexuality be it you know your your personal identity be it the religion that we follow mm. and you put it out there saying whatever you want or whatever you don't want mm. and then that's where the main thing comes in yeah. and you know if you actually uh if you, if you if you're tired about it, you know you you're you're pretty much gonna disagree on whatever they say. Oh yeah. Because definitely. you're still gonna say, oh, he's under eighteen. But these things, you start picking up these values from the age you hit puberty. In my opinion, I just feel like when you're thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, you start learning a lot about these things, and you start making certain decisions. I'm not saying go get you know tattoo yourself and get piercings and stuff like that, because those decisions are very you know amateur. Yeah, unless, pretty, you, pretty uh, unless you thought about getting a tattoo. Like, the thing is, like, I'm 26 years old, but, like, for me, like, I got the funds and the profit to get it and think about getting a tattoo, right, and talk to someone about it. But when, like, you're that age, so you don't even think about these things, you know? Like, if you steal something, it's like, oh, who cares? <laughs> but back to the point, I'm just against the cancel culture with the whole, you know, controlling people, you know, just going against the way people parent. Hmm. Everyone does their own way of parenting. Back in my days, we got the whip. <laughs> These days, it's considered to be, you know, being being a violent parent and, you know, trauma and stuff like I mean, we don't have trauma from our parents. We, we still hold our parents to a very high respect. But the thing is, that people have this... That, that's what this cancel culture creates too. At that, yeah. at that, you know, they, they, they have this false sort of message that they spread. And it's, it's hard, really. The, the bottom line of it all is it's hard. You know, where you really want it, it's hard to have it there, like the cancel culture. But where you don't really want it, and most of the time, more, you know, than often. I reckon it's entertainment. That's where you don't want cancel culture. Because I remember there was this other thing as well. Absolutely. But, um, you know, Chris Pratt, the actor, right? Yeah. Very decent actor. Yeah. I don't think he's the best actor I've ever seen, by the way. But, you know, like, they wanted to cancel him. Basically, because you know he's like a, a Christian or something, or like he's a Mormon kind of Christian. Oh. You know, you know Tom Cruise. You know, has like full on about Christianity. Mm -hmm. But this guy, he's just you know, he just went to that church. But 
people had a go at him and saying he shouldn't be in movies anymore, right? Because, like, the things that were said in this church, like, you know, gays should get stoned or something like that, you know? But Chris Pat is not saying that publicly himself, though. He doesn't. Yeah, well, why would he? Because he's, he's going to lose money in movies. But the other point I'm trying to get to is, like, that people didn't want him in movies. It's like, oh, but he goes to a church that supports that idea. You know what I mean? Right. See, that is, yeah, like I said, it's taking, like, in that's interpreting again. Yeah. You're literally connecting something that doesn't even make sense that possibly even that person doesn't yeah. associate it with what he does. Yeah, exactly. And you're making a statement and connecting the two things and putting it out there to the public and yeah. saying, this is what it is, man. Look, this is what he's doing. It's against this. That's your notion, mate. Yeah. There's no public statement that that person has given out or anybody representing that, you know, Whatever he, he whatever he represents. I think it's just people are trolls these days. It's very easy to be a troll and this cancel culture, a lot of them are trolls. Mm. Literally. You know, I'm a huge believer in live and let live. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think that should just be in terms of entertainment too, I think that should just be like, you know, people should Stop worrying about these nuances and, yeah. and little meanings that, you know, celebrities have and just keep going at them. You know, you do not know the stuff that they go through. You know, well, it's very of- hard being a celebrity. Too. Exactly. Especially, well, look, I'm not saying like it's the hardest job you can get into, but what a celebrity has to deal with those criticism from everybody. You Correct. Know? Like everybody. But their main profession yeah. When you talk about movie actors, you talk about singers, you talk about artists, whatever kind they are. Mm. That they each of these industries have critics. Mm. You see? You come out with a movie, you got critics writing reviews. A person comes out with an album, Drake comes out with his next album, you got critics writing a review. Mm. You know? Now, that is one person's point of view. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You see? And a lot of people will read that and listen to that and start thinking. And that's what they have to deal with as well. Yeah. Apart from the cancel culture is what their critics are putting up, like creating an image of them that they are potentially not. Yeah. So, you see, there's a lot of pressure on them and there's a lot of pressure on people. Um in general like when there are celebrities that's why going back to that charles barkley thing i think i completely think it's 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 okay he hasn't really specifically gone at someone and the person talks from his heart Mm. and i think that's why you go on any social media of nba on tnt yeah and you read the comments Mm. and that's what people actually they love the show oh yeah like the people on the facebook page yeah they love the show but I've read certain comments, though, from uh, other people. It's like, oh, it was a little insensitive. (laughs) And what percentage of people write those comments? It's I'd probably say like 5% or 10%, but it only takes a few percentage of people to say, oh, you know what, that's a different point of view. Because I was listening to, uh, you know, uh, Skip Bayless with Shannon Sharp on Undisputed. So, like, Shannon was making these good points about Ben Simmons. And Skip Bayless, because like he's the only media person that has this opinion, said they shouldn't trade Ben Simmons. And after what Skip Bayless says, I'm like, you know what? I think he's got a point. <laughs> and that's how cancel culture kind of starts. 
It starts with one person having a, a certain like crazy opinion about something, and then all it takes is like a few thousand crazy people, and that becomes a few million. <laughs> and I think this onus lies on journalists as well. Oh yeah, definitely. critics. Which is why I was saying these celebrities already have critics, and it's on these critics as well to trigger these sort of cancel culture, which is uncalled for at some at at. at some places as we just discussed you know like we don't really want unnecessary interpretations of you know things that celebrities say oh yeah definitely so yeah i think i just feel that you know they shouldn't be there should be a people are already aware of it i guess yeah people are already aware of it they are aware of cancel culture they're aware of you know that the internet has a lot of trolls, sensitive, oversensitive trolls. Oh, cry to the mommy. Oh. You know? <laughs> That's just dumb and foolish. Mm. You see? And and it's just... Um, if someone personally... Like someone like Shannon and, and you know, Skip. Skip Bayless. You know, if Skip has something to say, people just directly reach out to him. And I think in terms of critics... I don't know if I've seen celebrities do that as well. Yeah. Don't directly go at their critics. Um, JaVale McGee was a big thing, you remember? Uh, he was used to feature on Shaqton a lot. and then Yeah, he, he got personal about it. Yeah. So that's the thing. There's one thing to do is if you're thinking, if, if the celebrity things, if it's a celebrity, celebrity thing, Shaq is a player himself. Yeah. You see? And that's entertaining as well. Yeah. So it's, it's there one-on-one mano y mano thing sort of mm-hmm. to settle it so if a critic is said say kevin hart is saying something and another comedian goes out there and makes a comment then it's you know i won't say it's entertaining but then i, sh- I would say it's sort of a uh, sort of maybe a valid argument mm-hmm. yeah not yeah. a cancel culture maybe that could trigger a cancel culture but it's with the person in the same industry who knows what's yeah. happening yeah but when someone else comes around and you got a critic or you got someone, a journalist or any any person, any any famous person that comes around and says, you know, that person is da 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 da, like, what do you know about that? That's why Skip, I don't I don't like Skip. I never have. <laughs> I love him. I'll, I'll follow him the hell one back. <laughs> no, but like he does make some good points though, Skip. But I want to get to another point as well. Like you know, I went to the Chris Pratt point because he walked in his church. You know, was it against, like, you know, stoning gays or something? No, for stoning gays, right? That was the idea. That's why a lot of people were upset about it. Like, um, could you imagine, like, if we saw, like, half the places that Dennis Rodman, like, walked into? And there was, like, pictures of it? Like, Dennis Rodman wouldn't have had a basketball career. He'd be cancelled like that. And that's the thing. And if you go back to those places where Rodman was... Rodman went to the WWE... <laughs> completely i don't know what he did there yeah he yeah. apparently he was on wwe had a a, a stint yeah and the next day he was playing a finals game <laughs> you kidding nba finals yeah no way see and that's the thing these guys know what they're doing if you let them you see if you left if you just let them do their thing they they are professionals yeah Right? Yeah. And what we do is, essentially, then you become a troll. Yeah. You see? Because that's what you're going to do. You're just going to criticize. You're going you, you, you're, you're to think, you know, low of these, these professionals mm. when you don't even know 
what level they're competing at, what professionally they're doing. Yeah. You know? So I, I just think, yeah, it's just uh, blasphemy. But the main thing is about cancel culture. It's, it's other people telling somebody else to do their job the way they want it to. But th- there's only one problem with that, though, right? They don't do that profession themselves because they want to get into... my point, yeah. Yeah, they want to get into that profession. Like, being a comedian, that's such a hard job to do. The amount of, like, you know, pages of stand-up, like, a comedian does in, like, one page, that'd have to be, like, 100,000, you know? You can't just go in there and, like, wing it, even though I've seen some comedians. You can't. No, you can't. Yeah. But, like, I know some comedians that do, but they've done that, you know, profession for 10 years. Like, it probably took 10 years to have, like, 100,000 page ideas in your head. Right, but that's something you know other people don't understand as well. The hard work that goes into you know getting on stage or getting on a court, you know, or uh, what's another thing you can get on? Or getting on like a camera, you know, of all these people around, you know, and performing like it's 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 very true, man. I mean, like I don't know. I personally feel cancel culture should just be, you know, get fucked. <laughs> get fucked even though I'm part of the problem as well you know it's just yeah people should I mean look more often than not if something is culturally wrong yeah a lot of people are aware of it they know what's it's not right yeah, yeah. and then I think it's really really it's it's sort of call for to voice out yeah you should definitely yeah but if if there's something like that where you you're just Picking on people, I think that's just not. That's just BS. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're trying to cancel Ben Simmons at the moment. So well, Ben Simmons, uh, he should he better start doing something about his game. <laughs> I looked at that stat line of the seven games. Yeah, that did not look good. It didn't look good. Coming from a from a you know like a really good um, basketball player that he is, you know, we would expect him to be a bit better i mean mm-hmm. look no no hate on who he is he's a t- terrific basketball player he's great he's awesome at what he does mm-hmm. it's just that you know there had to be a reason why yeah you know harden wasn't putting up good numbers he had a hamstring to oh play. yeah but he couldn't even walk <laughs> that's the thing if you looked at harden's game that made sense why he wasn't putting up numbers like those but with simmons i think it's just i think it's sad i think I think there is something that needs to be addressed by Simmons personally. Mm. If there's something in his game that needs improving, I'm pretty sure he'll be under a lot of pressure right now. Mm. Uh, Especially but, if he stays at the Sixers. I want him to stay only because it's like, well, you know, people fail over and over again. Look, Michael Jordan didn't win an NBA championship until he was like in his late 20s or like early 30s. So. Yeah, but Simmons is still... He's getting there. Simmons is at a good place in his He's career. He's 24 years old. He's in a good place. And I don't think, like, you know, your NBA career is so small, but, like, in saying that, though, like, he's got, you know, the rest of his career to win an NBA championship. Yeah. It's not like there's n- never going to be an opportunity again after this. Yeah. He could start He could start working. Look, he knows better, Zach. Yeah. Simmons knows better. So what I would expect is he'll already be working on it. Man, a guy that is getting paid millions to dribble a basketball and shoot... <laughs> He knows better. Yeah. Yeah. And he is super talented. He's playing at a high, he's played at a high level. Yeah. Now he's getting a lot of, um, you know, a lot of hate, I'd say, uh, mm. in the, in the whole NBA, uh, NBA world. Uh, but I don't think Simmons deserves all the hate. 
yes, given that seven games performance wasn't really that great, mm-hmm. he needs to really work on something and he need, he needs to prove a point here, Zach, I think more than anything. He needs to really prove a point here. Okay, so that's a good thing about cancel culture as well, right? You can come back from it. So you're saying Ben Simmons, hypothetically, can come back from potentially being cancelled from the success. <laughs> can you imagine he just gets traded and like it's like... Bye. Did you hear Doc's comments on him? Oh, yeah. That wasn't good. It wasn't good, but you know, like... I reckon they should sack Doc Rivers, actually, because I don't think he was helping at all in that situation. I don't, look, he, he had a, they had a good record, right? But so did the Clippers last year. It's like, I'm seeing a little bit of a pattern. I reckon you need a young coach on Ben Simmons. I don't think a veteran coach... Nah. Is the answer. He's had no. two veteran coaches already, Ben Simmons. I think someone like... Oh, I'm trying to think, like, think of a name. Chancy, Chauncey Billups. You know Chauncey Billups is? How did this cancel culture podcast uh, turn into a full-blown sports? I think we should leave this discussion for another day, eh? Yeah, we'll leave the discussion for another day. Um, anyway, thanks for listening to the podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll get into another theory soon. Happy to be here, Zach. Uh, we'll probably have another topic, I guess. Soon. Yeah, we've got heaps of topics, all right? Yeah, that'll be good. About black copters. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever is it, mate? Uh, it is, mate. Um, but yeah, good to be here.